midst. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. The sisters of Lazarus sent word to Jesus, saying, Master, the one you love is ill. When Jesus heard this, he said, This illness is not to end in death, but is for the glory of God, that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that he was ill... He remained for two days in the place where he was. Then after this, he said to his disciples, Let us go back to Judea. When Jesus arrived, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went to meet him, but Mary sat at home. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, Your brother will rise. Martha said, I know he will rise in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus told her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, even if he dies, will live. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, I have come to believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, the one who is coming into the world. He became perturbed and greatly troubled and said, Where have you laid him? They said to him, Sir, come and see. And Jesus wept. So the Jews said, See how he loved him. But some of them said, Cannot the one who opened the eyes of the blind man have done something so that this man would not have died? And Jesus, perturbed again, came to the tomb. It was a cave, and a stone lay across it. Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the dead man's sister, said to him, Lord, by now there will be a stench. He has been dead for four days. Jesus said to her, Do I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. And Jesus raised his eyes and said, Father, I thank you for hearing me. I know that you always hear me, but because of the crowd here I have said this, that they may believe that you sent me. And when he had said this, he cried out in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, tied hand and foot with burial bands, and his face was wrapped in a cloth. So Jesus said to him, said to them, Untie him and let him go. Now many of the Jews who had come to Mary and seen what he had done began to believe in him. The Gospel of the Lord.
So let's say I'm Lazarus' body is lying on one of the shelves in this tomb. And there my body will remain there for about a year and, and someone will roll away the stone and come in and gather my bones and put them in a bone box and then put another body on the shelf. But before all of that happens, the stone is rolled away and I hear the voice Lazarus, come out. So I say to the voice, I said, well, I can't come out. I'm all, my hands and feet are bound. I can't see anything. I don't know how, where I am. On the, I send somebody in here to, to take away the, the wrappings so I can see. Free me. Take away the difficulties. Take away all the obstacles. Make it easy for me. I'll be happy. I'll pop right off of the shelf. I'll dance out. But first, make it easy. Lazarus didn't do that, did he? He said, I have no idea if I'm the first shelf from the bottom, the fifth shelf from the bottom. I don't care. I'm following that voice. I'll roll off the shelf. I'll do the inchworm thing to get out of here. But I'm following that voice. You see, just before Jesus came to Bethany to open up the tomb, Lazarus, Jesus said to his disciples, I am the good shepherd. My sheep listen to my voice. I open the gate, I call their name, and they follow my voice. In other words, death is not an end. It's an open gate. It's a door. We just have to listen to the voice. I remember the first time I bought a cell phone. And the the salesman says, do you want a guarantee with the cell phone? I said, well, what's that? And he says, oh, if you break the cell phone, you'll get a new one. So I'm looking at this plastic, small teeny little buttons on it. I says, yeah, you better throw that in too. So one day I'm walking home and it starts to pour. So I get home and I pull my cell phone out of my pocket and it doesn't work. And I says, oh, no problem. I'll just go back and I'll get a new phone. So I go to the salesman and I bring him my cell phone that doesn't work and my guarantee. And he says, oh, we, we don't, we don't uh, honor uh, cell phones. We don't replace cell phones uh, with water damage. Limited guarantee limited guarantee. So I never, ever buy limited guarantees. So one day I was out fly fishing, and I slipped on the rock, and I broke my fly rod. My two-piece ended up a three-piece. So I called the company, and the guy on the phone says, repairs. So I tell him my fly rod broke, and he says, what's your name? So I give him my name. He says, what's your address? I gave him my address, and he says, okay, we'll send you out a new one. I go, wait a minute, can you just do that? He says, don't you want a proof of purchase? Don't you want some, uh, uh, want to know how it happened? And he said to me, unlimited guarantee. You'll have it in a week. So I asked him, he says, you don't happen to sell cars, do you? So 
We, our life is full of limited guarantees. Our stocks are limited guarantees. Our jobs, limited guarantees. Family unity, limited guarantees. But there is one unlimited guarantee out there. And that's God's voice. Shortly after my mother died, I was with Dad. And he said, do you want to see your mother's new headstone? It just came in. I said, oh, yeah, I'd like to. So as we were driving to the cemetery, Dad explained that he bought two extra plots, one for myself and one for my brother. We got there. My father went off to get some water to water the flowers, and, and I bent over to read the, you know, the headstone. When I was done, I straightened up, and I just realized something. I am standing on my own grave. Have you ever done that? Have you ever stood on your own grave? When you do, you get thoughts. And this is what I thought. I said, someday, maybe sooner than I think, they're going to dig a hole here. And they're going to lower my dead body in the hole. On that day, there will hopefully be some people, some of my friends, some of my colleagues, maybe here, some of those that go to church, my family, will be gathered around. And they'll say some things. They'll say some prayers. They'll say some maybe nice things about me. They'll miss me. And that's very nice, but that doesn't really help my situation. I don't want to die. But there is one person in my life who can stand at the edge of that grave and say, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me will not die. There's one person in my life that can stand at the edge of that grave and say, I will come back to you, take you to myself, so that where I am, you also may be. There's one person in my life who can stand at my grave and say, I am the good shepherd. I open the gate. I call them by name. And they follow my voice. You know, with all this social distancing and looking out and seeing an empty church that's usually full on a Sunday and seeing my bank account depleting and looking at this microphone that could have invisible illnesses and diseases that's very close to my mouth, I start to think, life is short. But there's one person out there, one person, says, no, it's not. That's the voice. That's the voice we need to hear. That's the voice we need to follow. Guaranteed.